Pickaxe. Hello and welcome to Yompa. Hello, yes, this is this is Yomp speaking. How <laughs> may I help you? This is Ye Old Movie Podcast. It's the only movie podcast that exists on the entirety of the internet. And I am one of your hosts, Simon Mr. Lane, the Diggy Hole Honeydew. Um, and with me is the ever fragrant G-Star Games. Hello, I'd like to uh, call and ask you about your car extended warranty. My car got cubed. My car got cubed. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hello, I'm G-Star Games. Welcome to the podcast. I am your other uh, female host and uh, joined with me by me for me every time every yeah, time I don't know I don't know what's going on um join with me is Booth <laughs> hi I'm Booth also known as Sophie you can call me anything you like oh I don't mind. anything oh. you like anything at you're all you're a worm uh, you're a pathetic worm Booth <laughs> would you still love me if I was a worm <laughs> yes I would okay thank you Welcome to Yomp, where this week we are talking about another film, which is my pick this week. And what a pick. <laughs> what a pick it was. <laughs> I'm excited to share this with everybody. It, it, needs, it needs more space in everybody's minds, I think. It needed more airtime on the universe, you know? Yeah. It feels like it's it's an overlooked film. When I checked what the box office Ooh. was, I was like, Ew. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made me a bit sad. Well, I ju- I feel yeah. like it's just not a um, it's not like a um, cinema what film. film is, what film is this? Yeah, we're just not going to say the title of the film at what, all. What film is this? Uh, <laughs> this film is an evening with Beverly Loughlin. That's two words, not Loughlin. It's Loughlin. Luff- Lynn. It's just now what what did you think that this film was going to be like? Did, who did you think Beverly Loughlin was going to the be? Girl. Yeah. I 100% thought Audrey Plaza was going to be Beverly yeah. Loughlin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um and she's she's not, but Audrey Plaza is in this film and did you think that she played a good a good play there? Yeah, I thought she. I thought everyone was amazing. Like all the actors were yeah. fantastic. What a cast! Yeah. There's a cast of 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 quite well known names. Some some actors you may have seen in um, the Greasy Strangler, yeah, <laughs> and nothing else, and um, and some real fucking weirdos that um, it's yeah. played perfectly. In my I love so many of the people in this film, like as actors, because yeah, you've got Craig Robinson, uh, Jermaine Clement. Uh, I love Matt Berry. Could listen to that man. Yes, I forgot Matt was in oh this. Oh my actually. god, I could listen to and him talk <laughs> about anything. He is amazing. Brilliant. The sound of his voice. Brilliant stuff. Uh, 
father from the IT crowd. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what did you expect from this film? Did you did you have any pre-expectations of I it? I thought it was going to be like a like an oldie film, like, you know, your 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 mm. standard my period, period set film, which was like you know seventies eighties, which is not that far yeah. off, but it's you know stylized, stylized, but it? it's more modern. Mm. It's twenty eighteen. This film, I know, I know. Mm. I was shocked. Mm. I think it's the the most recent film um, Beef's ever watched. No, she watched that um, Charlie. No, what's that <laughs> film with the doll? Charles and Brian? Uh, Brian and- oh, Brian and Charles, yeah. 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 Oh. The, the doll, the robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've watched new films, I'll have you know. <laughs> I've watched many As films she grasps in my time. at her VHS tapes um, from the 80s. I've watched newer films. <laughs> I chose this film because I realised <laughs> partway through why I chose it. It's like... Have you ever seen them interviews that Letterboxd does where it's like, could you name four films to get to know you? Get to know you. Right? Oh my God. (laughs) This would be one of the films. That's, I don't know. Is that, is that good? I, I mean, yeah, maybe. I just think that it speaks, it, it, it's, I resonate with it. Yeah. I vibe with this film. As soon as it started... Um, or at least like a couple of minutes in, I was like, yeah, this is, this is definitely a booth film. Cause it's just yeah. random <laughs> and like, you don't know what's going on. It's super absurdist. The acting is yeah. like so awkward and everything's dramatized and exaggerated. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? There's a couple of quotes from the director, which I think helps explain things a bit. Uh, He describes the movie as a mysterious man comes to a small town to perform a mysterious event and everybody is fascinated by him and everybody is in love with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good summation of what the film is. It is. And he also, he also said, when I'm making films, there's that kind of English thing. You think of Monty Python or old comedy, like The Young Ones, or <gasps> even Alan Partridge or Chris Morris. <laughs> it's making people feel uncomfortable or enjoying other people's awkwardness or tragedy. I mean, and again, I think that really nails. That's it. just it British humor in a nutshell. I didn't, I didn't know that he reflected on things like The Young Ones and Alan Partridge and stuff and Monty Python. Because I mean, maybe that's why another reason why I enjoy it. Because he got it. He is a British director. Yeah, he a British is. Man. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, no, I. I don't know anything. I just watch films and I just go, yeah. That's I looked cool. it up last night. <laughs> and you could tell. You could definitely tell that because obviously you've got like the mix of British and uh, you've got American actors in it as well. But they're all like mm. a lot of sitcom actors in this. But you could you could see the English and the British influence and a lot of the jokes. Like the anytime anyone's telling a story, you're like waiting for the punchline, and you're just like, <laughs> it never, it never happens. happens. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, it's oh um, my god. I, it turns out I, yeah, yeah. I do really enjoy like this weird, absurdist kind of movie where nothing 
really generally happens. Pretty much, yeah. And and it's just kind of like you're along for the ride and it's really fucking weird. And there was a couple of films that I wanted to add to my list that are similar to this, but I don't want to subject you to them straight away just yet, you know? Oh my god. Have you, I, ha, have the you, thing is, I kind of, I kind of anticipated that the evening itself either was never going to happen, or it would just be like incredibly underwhelming, uh-huh. right? I kind of got the humour that it was going to go that way. No, I, I honestly thought like something was actually going to happen. I genuinely thought like oh there was going to be something, but he is just a MacGuffin, really. The character himself. MacGuffin. He's a MacGuffin. He's a McMuffin. He's a McMuffin MacGuffin. Have you heard of um, Quentin... I don't know how to pronounce it. Quentin Dupieux, a.k.a. Mr. Wazo, who went into doing films, Simon? I don't think so, no. Um, he, he, he does films very similar. Have you heard of Robber? Oh, yes. And Mandibles. That was him, right? So the the he um so that's the tire that chases yeah. after people. Rubber. Yeah, it's a killer tire. I was trying to think of how to describe it. It's just it's a killer so tire. So straightforward. Like that's it. That's the film. Mandibles that. is is another one of these weird fucking films where it's just surreal and nothing really happens. But they find this giant fly and they think they can make money off it. Uh, and it, they just take it around with them. They haven't got any money, you see. And they like, like stay at somebody's house, but it eats their dog, and it's so fucking weird. But like, that's the kind of film I enjoy. Just like this sort of what is going on with this weird shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, I I haven't seen this film in a couple of years, um, but every time I put it on, I enjoy it. My friends enjoy it. Which is good, really, considering, <laughs> you know, they, 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 they tolerate me and they tolerate my, my, my likes, I don't think my it's wishes. A, it's definitely not a bad film. It's just, uh, it's, a, it's a particular type of film that has a certain yeah. humour that, you know, it's got that awkwardness I'm, about it. I'm already it. looking... I'm already looking forward to how we're going to rate this because yeah. I mean, there's this a lot is... to admire about it, which is the weird Whew. thing. Um, there's, there's, it's got a lot of really good qualities, um, but there's just certain things that just, yeah, a couple like takes it a couple notches, a couple points down for me. Yeah, it's it's a weird film, and I mean, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's it's very divided, but like thirty, I think, or... like. It's ridiculous. Like a lot of people just outright hate it, and a lot of people just uh, absolutely adore it. The people who yeah. absolutely, absolutely adore it are the ones who love that kind of weird, absurdist cinema. And you know, like your Napoleon Dynamite, mm-hmm. your Twin Peaks. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like that sort of genre that it tries to, trying to fit into. It's definitely like. Napoleon Dynamite, but taken a little bit further into weirdness, you know, because it's got that vibe of like stillness, and it's like if you're trying to describe a dream yeah. to somebody, yeah, 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 but in film, yeah, yeah, and like 
in some ways it's very realistic, but in other ways it's just so weird and out there. It is. And it's odd being able to like mix those two things together and have it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do recommend that people watch it because I, I find it just a really, just really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I sure hope everyone listening has, has watched it. Yeah, it's um, available. It's not, it's not an expensive rental on, the, on Prime Video, is no, it? No, it was on Netflix at one point. Too quick. Um, it was on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. It, I believe it. It's on uh, YouTube. It's on Amazon Prime Video. You can buy it. It's, it's not expensive. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so, shall we get into it? Shall we Let's do some go. descriptions? We've got. Let's we start go. off. Let's go. It's a me, a boof. We start off in a diner. It's a diner. Um, it's Bob's diner, I think. It's not you know. really a diner. It's a coffee shop. But it's a it coffee is, shop that looks it is like 100% a diner. A diner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it's one of those bland sort of like it's very very clinical and there's not many people there there's like always just one or two people in one of the booths and uh, Aubrey Plaza is playing Lulu she works there she's got a fantastic jumper on and I used to have one similar I, I knew it and I love her hair yeah her hair is yeah, she's, movie. her hair is fabulous her, in the movie hair makeup and, and wardrobe in this film is really <laughs> is really good hers is definitely yeah um and then there's Shane Danger, who is the manager mm. of Bob's. Um, he's really mad because Tyrone got the wrong coffee blend. Right from the off, we know he's a dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's doing the, the weird sort of uh, Jack Black. He does look like Jack Black, doesn't he? Acting. It's the, definitely the style of acting that he's taken on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, as well. he, he looks like, like a thinner version of him too. But he also has the mannerisms and the style of acting with the it's hand. the eyes, definitely. Yeah, the, the, the facial expression, yeah. the eyes. Eyes and eyebrows. He's, he's like a, a toned down, reasonable Jack Black. Yeah. Yes. Emile Hirsch. Um, but he's not reasonable at all in this film. He's uh, no. He's really angry that Tyrone got the wrong coffee blend. Um, and uh, then and it, you've got Carl. Carl, <laughs> Carl does some body popping. Which, and it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But Lulu loves, like, she's she's pretty ni- nice to Carl. She's smiling and saying, are you breakdancing, Carl? <laughs> he says, yes, it's body popping. And it's not really. He's just sort of doing a no. weird robotic dance. Kind of um, robotically flapping, I think. Yeah. Uh, the the a guy comes in and walks uncomfortably close to Lulu, <laughs> stands right in front of her. <laughs> he could have walked around her, but he like almost walked into her, forcing her to squeeze out of his Literally, way. Yeah. yeah. It's very weird. Uh, he was very. I like, think it's supposed to showcase that he's human resources. He looks like a fucking serial killer. And he, he's a creep. And, he's yeah, got he's just the hair oh. is fantastic. He's he's like balding, and he's got a few wispy bits of hair that are very long, but they they've put them they've stood them up on end. Yeah, <laughs> I know this this film has got so much character in just the hair. Yes. of everyone, it's astonishing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, he's he's from HR, and he's already getting uncomfortably close to people, mm-hmm. which shows you what kind of business this is from the higher ups in Bob's and there's a very swift movement he orders a cappuccino first of all and um, then he asks to see the manager and 
They've they've got one of those swinging doors that you get in uh, in like kitchens, like a saloon door almost. Yeah. And it, he walks. Tyrone goes to get Shane, and he walks into the door, and then as the door swings out, Shane comes out, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. Um, it's very smooth. It's very swift and smooth. And hey, Charles asking him to fire someone. Um, because of Ooh. reasons. Ooh, he's got to fire someone, and it's better to be someone else other than him. Uh, so he fires Lulu. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's, that's a shame. Well, we don't even like know at that point that they're married, either. The next scene <laughs> is them at home, yeah. at, at dinner, and they've got spaghetti and meatball. Comically uh, large fucking that meatball uh, in the middle. I put that down as well. Spaghetti and meatball. And it's just mm. one massive meatball in the middle of the spaghetti. Yeah. And um, she says she's not mad, but she still puts a cigarette out on the meatball and goes away. <laughs> she's not mad, though. Um, she's woman mad. She's, she's, not, she's not mad. She's not just mad. Um, and then, and then, she's always smoking. She is. Yeah, yeah like a fucking chimney. My God. I would be too, to be honest, if I was in this situation because shane is really creepy he's there's a bit where they're getting ready for bed she's in the bathroom yeah he's in his pants and he puts his leg on the pants like speedo like you know fucking speedo underwear tiny little wife smuggler like little yeah (laughs) he puts his leg on the counter to block her in um (laughs) and she turns the light she turns the light off as she leaves and he makes a comment like Oh great, thanks, sweetie. I'm gonna have to make my way to bed in the dark. Like, what, you can, you can, <laughs> there's a lot of yeah, 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 really unnecessary lines in this film that people say, yeah. and it's great, and I love it. Um, and uh, he gives her five five bucks for fun, get a cinnamon swirly thing. You know, she's watching TV. She's watching something very weird on TV, and I got no idea what it is. But it looks a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I noticed that. The I couldn't tell if it was like a puppet yeah, or something. It looked like a puppet of some sort. Um but she later complains about the TV being shit. Yeah. She's um at, at work the, the that day. Um is it Tyrone that asked or is it Carl that asks, Are you gonna have problems with your marriage now that you've fired your wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he says, No, I'm not gonna have problems with my marriage. He's really angry all the time, is she? Yeah, it's just he's super intense, super on edge, always wants dick. to seem like he's in control. And it takes him twenty five minutes to have a shit as well. Yeah. Which yeah. is like Hashtag relatable, IBS? Simon? Who shits mark? for twenty five minutes? Uh says Carl. Yeah. It's fine. It's it's a bit of alone time, you know. He's just twenty five not... minutes of company time, taking a shit. Yeah, man. So he tells he's telling Lulu that they that they told him to fire her specifically. He's lying. Which is a lie. Yeah. No, he said it's, it was either yeah. him or her or him and yes. her or something like like it was either both of them or just the girl. And he said, "I had to fire you." Um, Otherwise, yeah. So one of us would have a job. And she was like really mad because the telly was too small and she wants a bigger TV so she can sit on her ass as it gets fatter and flatter and then they need a new settee. <laughs> Dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's making them a cappuccino at home and they've got a pump to get the foam 
the cappuccino. Mm-hmm. Which is like, that just shows the level of kind of like... He takes coffee very seriously. He does. And he's only yeah. retentive about it. Yes. Uh, and they're talking about her brother, Adjay, who has lots of money in his cash box. Um, and he's a vegan, uh, which is um, mentioned throughout. Uh, <laughs> and Shane can't believe that Adjay has any money. That, that skinny, what was it? That skinny vegan doesn't have any money or something like that. It's so weird that they emphasize that it's a cash box that has all of this money inside. Because it's, uh, that's very <laughs> 80s and 90s, a cash box. I, yeah. I'm not even sure when this movie is set. It feels very 70s. It's, um, probably borderline 70s, 80s, because her outfits are very 80s, I would say. Yeah. But the cash box thing is, yeah. It's old school. Like, they didn't have bank accounts in the 80s. Yeah. He <laughs> says, if anyone needs me, I'll be in the bath. And I'm like, yeah, I totally relate to that. <laughs> if anyone needs yeah, me. Yeah, like she's the only yeah. person um, in the fucking house. And he's like, if anyone needs me. It's like, don't. But she sees on the TV, there's this advert. <gasps> and it's, a, it's enthralling. Beverly Loughlin for one night only. One magical night only. Um, and uh, she and seems... Darryl. From the office. I love it's Daryl from the Darryl office. Daryl from the office. That, that, so that's Beverly. Beverly's a man. Um, and he has glowing and eyes. And he's famous for something, but he's only doing one magical night only. And she goes into her. She's got a little secret box, a m- box of memories in her underwear drawer, and she's got photos of of her and Beverly together. Hmm. Um, meanwhile. Uh, Shane's still going on about Ajay's cash box <laughs> while in the bath, saying he can't have that much money. And he's like, oh yeah, it does. So obviously you know he's doing something. He's thinking he's of something. Planning. He's planning. Yeah, it's really, really got into him that the vegan has uh, more money saved up. Yeah, even though he's he saves too, you know. Yeah. Um, so what do they do, Simon? There, it, we, we get the shot of... Tyrone, Carl, and Shane in a car, all wearing these awful, like, bob wigs. They're like bob haircuts. And there's, like, a, a blonde one, a bright red one, and, uh, like, a, a black one They're or Charlie's something. Charlie's Angels. Look at the, the Doesn't the match skin. them at all. It's very unconvincing. Um, two of them put sunglasses on. Carl's already wearing glasses. So it's like they're yeah. in disguise. Like, and their disguise hmm. is not to do anything but put a wig on. Yeah. And some sunglasses. And we see that Shane's got a fucking gun. So... <laughs> yeah. So something... Maybe they're going to rob someone? I can't think who they would be robbing. They hit, Oh, the license plate of the car says bubbles on it. Because <laughs> coffee? <laughs> bubbles? Yeah. Foam? Yeah. This, there's a motif of license plates in the film. Yeah. Um... I thought Tyrone said like a secret passphrase to Adjay, who is running this store. And he says, take me to the grains of paradise. And I thought that was like a code. And he was going to show him like drugs or something. Oh, yeah, it did sound like drugs. But they went through the plan beforehand saying, you ask him for the grains of paradise, he'll take you to the back of the store where the spices are. Yeah, this... And then he can Grains of paradise are a spice. And on the... On the shelf with them is Zing Zing Zong Toads, 
Big Nong's, what is it? Noodler, I think it read. And Broccoli Droppings. Very weird. Weird shit. Obviously, they had Making to make all these. fun of vegan stuff, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it, I think the, the sh- was it, his shop is called uh, RJ's Amazing Naturals. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes you think of breasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Grains of Paradise is actually a plant that's related to ginger. The seeds are used as spice and as medicine. I refuse to believe that it's real. Are you telling me that zings on toads are real as well now? People, zings on toads? Zings on toads. Zings. Zing zong. Zing zong. Right. Like ding dong. But zing zong. I don't think that's a real thing. I don't think that's real at all. No, but you can use it for conditions such as diarrhea, heart disease, obesity, and many others. (laughs) Unsubscribe. But there is no good scientific evidence. Oh, How does it work? Chemicals in the seeds of the grains of paradise oh seem to decrease God. swelling and kill certain bacteria and help burn body fat. There is no scientific evidence to support this. Of course there isn't. So when I saw Ajay, I was like, I fucking know him from something. He's I know him. Isn't he? I know him from the Greasy Strangler. He's the fucking tourist guy, the, the Indian guy, obviously. Um, but yeah, he was in the Greasy Strangler. I was like, holy shit. He's got ginger hair in this. Which is wonderful, just wonderful. Yes. And he has such an amazing voice. Um, he He's, kind of shouts his lines a lot. He screeches sometimes, and he has a lisp, and he does this very stilted, uh, like, Unnatural delivery. dialogue. Yeah, it's very strange. But Yeah. Like he's an alien trying to speak English. They're all thing. aliens in this movie. All of them are weird. They might actually. Um, he says to Tyrone, your face is very shiny. And he says, yes, my family has thyroid. <laughs> my family has thyroid. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That was the, so anyway, the, the, he takes him to the, to the grains of paradise and Shane steals the cash box. And it's a very weird-looking cash box. It's, like, furry. It's furry. It's got a face. It's got a face? Is it because Ajay's a vegan? Don't know. It's just squirky. um, It's like a girl with her diary, and they put stickers all over it, so he put fur on his lockbox, I guess. Yeah. But he recognises Shane, because obviously he's his Mm. (laughs) brother-in-law. Um, <laughs> in a shit so, disguise of sunglasses and a, a completely fake looking wig um, so they escape and then Ajay stands outside his store making like waving his arms in front of each other and screeching he calls he's he goes, upset ah! I love he's it upset. I love his random screams his little little and, outburst uh, at the end that he's not, even, he's not even in the vicinity and he's just still yelling at him as he's like driving yeah. away <laughs> Lulu buys her cinnamon bullshit. That's oh. what the man, man yeah, calls Yeah, from the very strange baker. Um. She's, she's uh, still looking. At, there's another advert for Beverly Loughlin in this bakery. Mm. And uh, she's so distracted. She stares at it with, like, barely contained lust. Longing. Almost. Yeah. She wants to kiss that poster. Um, I do too. So she's lost in like this reverie, staring at Beverly Loughlin's picture. 
And the baker brings her back to the real world by singing cinnamon swirly, cinnamon swirly in this really weird way as he does like these strange hand gestures. Um, very creepy. Um, Normal for bakers in that town, though. Yeah, I guess so. She, she leaves and then he says cinnamon bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Just another weird little fucking character. It's very like Twin Peaks. These strange throwaway characters. Yeah, loads of throwaway characters that get one or two scenes and not much to do. But we meet, we go back and we switch to Ajay is in the laundrette. His pants. <laughs> he's in his pants. And he's standing in his pants in the laundrette and he's speaking to a man called Valerie. <laughs> yeah. I think. Uh, and he's he's really angry because Shane stole my fucking cash box. <laughs> oh my god, she's doing the accent. She's doing the accent. It's just so good. He uses he swears all the time. Every other word fucking. is fuck. Um, <laughs> I want and, my fucking um, money. It's kind of like the Big Lebowski, but like <laughs> my fucking money, Where's Lebowski. My fucking money, Lebowski. <laughs> um, but he's on about his, getting his cousin Poonie to to get to get him. Um, but there's uh, a man that overhears this conversation who has long hair. He's fucking Jermaine Clement. Jermaine Clement. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know he was in this film. What the fuck? It was a wonderful reveal. Blind of the Concords man or whatever. Yeah. And um, One and the same. One and the same. He's like, he's a hired gunman. He's a professional gunman, apparently. No, or a man with a gun, more like it. Yeah, he's a man who who owns a gun, (laughs) who just happens to be in laundry. He's like, I'm new in town. But he says, forget Cousin Poonie. And he says, can you blow out his fucking kneecap? And he said, I'll blow out both his kneecaps. (laughs) (laughs) And all for $200 as well. That's good value. It's $100 a kneecap. For the 80s. I get. I assume it's the eighties. Probably, it's a lot of money. We don't. We don't know when this film is set. It's deliberately vague. Yeah, but I think it's a reasonable price. Yeah. Oh, Valerie has a coughing fit as well. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> oh, Valerie. Which just goes on and on and on. Not as long as on. the fucking coughing fit later on in the movie. There yeah. is. Yeah, Tyrone's mother. Oh. We see that one. Yeah. That is Hell. astonishing. My God. So Shane, I uh, know Shane's Shane's having a party because he got the cash box, didn't he? He's having a party with Carl and Tyrone in his house, and Colin's outside in his car, and he says, "Okay, it's time to open the glove box, Colin." That's how we learn his name is Colin yeah. as well. He talks to himself and says, it's "Time to open the glove box, Colin." He, he has uh, to psych himself up to do things. Yeah. Same. character trait. Uh, and he rings the bell, and Lulu's sitting outside. She was smoking. right where he was sneaking around, like, a second before. She just appeared yeah. out of nowhere, smoking again. I don't know why. I mean, I guess it was part of the plot there, but she smokes like a chimney inside, so I, find, I found it amusing. She was outside smoking. But I guess she just didn't want to be near Shane. Just wanted wanted some yeah. silence away from him before she had to go inside and listen to him. Also, a really good dancer, though. Like, he's doing his body popping again. Oh, Jesus. He's, um, 
So Colin rings the doorbell. Oh, um, Colin's license plate says sizzling, by the way. Oh, does Sorry, it? sizzling. Sizzling. I didn't know Sizzling. That. What a chat. Um, he sees them hide the cash box behind the settee sofa. And um, when Shane answers the door, um, he's like, who are you? She's like, are you the party man? Are you going to let the party man in? So they both go inside. And it's very strange. He makes, makes them a drink. Uh, it's the most fucking disgusting looking drink I've ever seen. It's like chocolate milkshake or something, but it's got like Maltesers put on top, yeah. I think. Yeah. He says it's a speciality. I like that they have, they have some really weird paintings uh, in this film as well. The one, there's one of a, like a sawmill in Shane's living room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, above the couch. It looks like a TF2 map. It does, it does. Of course. Um, Tyrone comments it looks like a shit shake. Um, uh, nobody knows Colin. But, like, I thought you knew him. I thought you knew him. So who invited him? What are you... Who invited huh? him? So Colin just pulls a gun and says he wants the cash box. Give me the cash box. Um, Lulu, <laughs> seeing this whole happening, he get, he's given the cash box. Lulu then takes the gun by grabbing his balls yep. um, and then pours crisps over Shane uh, as well. Which well is not just any good. crisps. Paprika? What? Paprika ridge chips. Oh, lovely. Which are also in the Greasy Strangler. The same brand of chips. <laughs> same universe? The cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> same universe. <laughs> yeah. Um... Lulu's holding up Colin and makes them go to the to go to his car. They're going on an adventure by being in the same town. Do you like adventures? And he's like, "Yeah." And you promise? You're like, "I love that." You promise? <laughs> They're not taking the cash box back to Ajay. They're going on an adventure, and they drive to a a hotel. It's a mock Tudor hotel. Um, I like it. It looks like very... something in Stratford upon Avon. <laughs> <laughs> the inside is like just one of those incredibly old hotels that's never been properly updated. One of those places um, that if you stay in like this year, it'll still smell of smoke everywhere. I love it. Yeah. I love you know? the way it looks. It's such a beautiful, very it's quite relaxing atmosphere. Yeah, it's got it's a lot weird. of character. These places fucking stink. These they old do. fucking hotels stink. They are all they are all over Blackpool as well that haven't been updated since the 80s because nobody has the money. And then there's like old people just sitting around in the lobby waiting to die. Wow. They like live in these hotels. They do. And they they have these things called uh, turkey and tinsel, which is like when they have Christmas in the middle of the year in October because they don't think they're going to survive to that's Christmas. That's, how it's <laughs> that's, oh what, that's what that is. Um, oh, so they celebrate Christmas like just randomly. Uh, so yeah, visit the Norbrick Castle Hotel in, <laughs> in Blackpool to get. Don't go there. Don't. Never. It's a, it's absolutely fantastic. They run that like this play expo retro um, convention, and so people just complain about how awful the hotel is. It's so good. <laughs> but this is the um, Moore House. This is the Moore House, um, and it's where. Beverly Loughlin conveniently is performing and staying. 
For one night only. See, for one night only. And you can see with the cardboard cutout with LED eyes. Yeah, the glowing eyes. It's very strange. There's um, like a, a speaker on the front of it as well, but you, you never see that at, at work. No, um, sadly. She asked for uh, two twins' beds <laughs> yeah. uh, for a room. She didn't know how to say it, like like attorneys general and passers-by. Is it she two twins' confused. beds or two twin bed? <laughs> <laughs> and this is something that I find coming up throughout this film as well. They put the letter S on the end of words all the time, where it doesn't need to be. Oh my God, that's what I do. What the fuck? You, they sure. do it more often, though. Uh, and uh, she asks Colin for a massage and um, they, they talk a little bit about how Ajay wouldn't come to, to get the cash box because he had panic attacks um, due to choking on too much breast milk and Colin said I didn't know that could happen what choking on breast milk? no t- choking on too much breast milk <laughs> it's a very weird little conversation oh um, holy shit so good. That's up there. I think the other, my other favourite story is the one about um, pooping and candy that we get later. These are like my two favourite kind of weird conversations or anecdotes. <laughs> like, what a strange thing to say, here, isn't it? There's a lot of so brilliant odd. conversations. <laughs> oh, and uh, Lulu says that she's going to take a bath. Why don't you watch TV? which I thought was quite funny. It's a very good, very good line. And the camera then pans out to reveal that he has an erection. <laughs> oh, what's I that? I didn't even notice. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice. I did notice. Holy shit. But, oh, <laughs> no, he turned I, to his I, side. So, yeah, there was an erection. Oh, Colin. I've got the movie playing to my left, so I can, yeah. s- can see. And it, it was something that I noticed the first time and I completely forgot. And then this time watching it, I was like, has he got a fucking erection? So I rewound it to check. Oh my god. Um, so we go to another scene now with Matt Berry leaving a petrol station. Housewife's favourite Matt Berry. God, I, I did used to absolutely fucking love him. Biggest crush. Really? Don't know what it, yeah, don't know what it is. I, 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 I get it. I do get it. Yeah, I think it's the voice and the, just the general. But then, you know, I don't see it anymore. I've grown wow. up. Grown up. It was one of those things, you know, when you watch The Mighty Boosh, right? When I was younger, I was into Noel Fielding. And then I grew up a bit and got into um, Julian Barrett. That's, that shows you growing what the up. fuck? <laughs> I don't oh, it's know. like it's like if you're a guy and you're a kid... Or it's yeah. like a teen, you went to tits, but then you grow up and then you're into asses. Mm. I don't know, I find it's myself <laughs> being attracted to, like, when I, I, I'm the opposite of you, Biff. So I'm finding myself being attracted <laughs> to people who I would never have thought in a million years. Like, you find yourself being attracted to, like, the dads of characters when you were, like, growing up. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, attracted oh. to, like, G-Star Games is turning 30 next month. <laughs> My just, goodness me. Uh, just a little note there for listeners. I don't know what's happening. I don't, prime. I don't know what's happening, man. I'm looking You're at... You're getting old. I am. I am. But yeah, I, I do old. see the appeal. Like, I'm playing... <laughs> 
I'm playing GTA 5 at the moment, and I'm attracted to Michael. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm he's afraid very rich. It's, it's too late for you. It's not, it's not that he's rich. I just, I don't know. I gave him longer hair, and I'm like, oh, he's kind of attracted. Oh. <laughs> he's kind of have you put to sleep, G. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's Sorry. So, it's fine. You know, I'm, I'm into Trevor. Oh, it's fine. Oh, oh my god. Nice. <laughs> Is it the neck tattoo? The cut here. It's just the general hillbilliness of. Uh... <laughs> there's, there's someone for everyone, yeah. you know? Um, so, Matt Berry, who plays the man called Rodney, is bringing things to a car, and Beverly is in the car. It's a very little car. And uh, what does the number plate say there, Simon? Luffers. Luffers. Love it. Um, where was I? He, he says, uh, "Here's Dindin," and here's Dindins. Here comes Dindins. <laughs> you buckled up. <laughs> and uh, <sighs> Beverly, throughout this whole film, right up to the end, only kind of growls, grunts in a a lot. Yeah. In my notes, I have put Frankenstein's monster growling moan. Yeah. Every yeah. time. Same. Um, so they're on the way to the to the one night only the show. Um, AJ turns up at Shane's at, at Bob's diner, Bob's coffee oh, shop. God, um, Bob's diner. <laughs> and is uh, he says, "Why don't? Where's my fucking money, Shane? My fucking monies, Shane." Uh, and he says, "I don't that know." That is correct, though. Some guy monies is correct. It can be. Can be the first sure. time. The first time I heard monies, I was like, "Why are they spelling it like this?" And then I was told it's monies often refers to money coming in from multiple sources. Oh, and you refer to that as monies. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but if you're saying where's where's that money that you owe me? Yeah, gotcha. It's from one person. Mm-hmm. It's like, um. He says, well, why don't you track him down? Referring to Colin, he says, I can't because I'm a fucking vegan. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have any... Uh... Like, Colin is a double-crushing, crossing shit! He just says... He just swears and shouts. He swears He's like, I can't fucking track him down because I'm a fucking vegan. And uh, then Colin says something like, "Men, women are attracted to men's with guns. The gun is like a penis. Uh, and then... Tyrone adds the male penis. Yeah, yeah, which is very woke. Um, Men's with guns. I've I've, Men's I've, with guns. I've just noticed there was a sign on the side uh, as uh, Lulu and Colin were getting out of the car after their like little shopping trip, and the sign uh, with the newspaper, the Times Standard. Who exactly is the magical Luff Lynn? Oh. So it is a question mm. that people are... <laughs> Man of mystery. They ask throughout. They don't know who he is, really. I um, thought the movie's original title was Who the Fuck is Beverly Laughlin? Because Shane yells it at, like, later on. Mm. And I thought that would be great for the name of the movie. Um, so everyone's asking it. Everyone's asking it. Uh, Colin doesn't know what's going on. Back in the hotel, but he's having a great time. Uh, oh, they're, they're at the diner. This this is the where they're they're eating at, at like the restaurant or at, at a diner. Oh my god, the cheesy onions! The cheesy onions Colin's were a good eating. choice. 
He's just grabbing um, handfuls of it and just shoving it in his face. It's disgusting. Saying, do you like cheesy onions? Um, he, he doesn't know what's going on, but he's having a great time. And she, she's messily eating a burger and saying, that's fucking disgusting with a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, she's got a mouthful of burger. That's fucking disgusting. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, they, have an, they have an argument um, over whether Beverly is a man or a woman's name. Um, yeah. Colin is convinced that Beverly is a girl's name. He went to school with a girl named Beverly. It's a Scottish um, name. But, when but, he said that. But Lulu is like, it's a manly name. It's a man's name. Um, when he said I went to... They have this argument. The, 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 the Scottish line. He said it's a Scottish woman's name or something. That got a, a genuine yeah. like laugh out of me. Because I, I just didn't expect him to say that. It's very There's a lot good. of uh, the, the Scottish this, references in this. There is. Yeah. There is. It's weird. It's, it's very strange. They they argue about it um, for quite a long time. It's awkward. It, it it it's a weird conversation. Like every conversation that they have has this weird fucking energy about it. Like like it feels like they do not get on. But there's this weird tension between them. It's weird energy all round. Which Who, with between these two. Lulu and Colin? Colin, yeah, yeah. It's like it feels like she likes him because she obviously wants him around. Um, yeah, but then like does and says and acts like she doesn't like him. Really strange. She's very Sundara. Yes. Yeah. She's, uh, she, you can't tell her true feelings. But she needs to buy loads of outfits, so she takes Colin shopping um, as well. And that's when we see the, the newspaper there. Um, and uh, I just wrote down here. Oh, they check into the hotel. That's the next bit. Beverly and Rodney von Donschlanger. Brilliant name. <laughs> the name. It's not his real name. I can't remember the actual name. No. Donkensteiger. On Donkensteiger, my father was a German shepherd. <laughs> what, like the dog? Yes, like the woof woof. Um, the, he, he's wearing plaid golf gear and he's only growling. Uh, Lulu spots him uh, across the lobby and climbs up Colin like a koala up a tree. <laughs> um, he tries to kiss her and she just turns away. It's a very awkward little rejection He kind thing. of misinterpreted what she was doing. Um, yeah. It's like she was surprised and kind of shocked and in fear at seeing Beverly. I don't know. It yeah, had a reaction. in person. And uh, did, did he spot her back at that time? I don't know whether he did. I don't think he did. No. Um, I, think it, I think he might have done, but they, they go to the swimming pool and they're sitting in the jacuzzi. I don't think he oh does spot God. her. No, it's 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 only um, later, I think. There's the wonderful scene where we we get to see Jermaine Clement's wonderful body. <sighs> he's wearing a, a cosy. Yeah. He, he's smuggling a budgie, a big fat budgie <laughs> <Stop>. down there. <laughs> he's checking himself out in the mirror to make sure he looks okay <laughs> in this in these tidy little speedos. And he's sharing a hot tub with Lulu, and he he confesses to her. One of those jets is shooting water up the back of my shorts. It's quite a delicious feeling. <laughs> and Lulu just looks absolutely appalled. 
She does. You would. You would. (laughs) She pulls this face. Face is a picture. I love her hair in this scene. So it's really good. Um, Beverly Loughlin turns up, (gasps) and uh, he's wearing like one of those nineteen twenties bathing suits. Yeah, where they've got it's an all in one, and it's got shorts and like a t shirt striped. He's got his little uh, swimming cap on. Swimming like a mermaid swims- for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he swims like a dolphin, I wrote down. He's like up and down. And then he just he stands up in the pool and he lets out a very large shout and then leaves. It's and weird because he's, he's underwater the entire length. He doesn't yeah. come up for air at all. Got fantastic lungs as that man. Just this this entire length. Yeah. And Lulu just looks incredibly fucking aroused. She is she's yes. incredibly aroused. She's wiggling around. She's 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 wiggling around in a seat. Um and then he just he just leaves. So Lulu and Colin then go to the bar. I love the, the the growl that he makes after doing it. Goes on for so long. Oh it yeah, must it's be a like very five extended seconds shout. long. Or so, it's like, you know, just goes on and on and on, and then he just leaves. Just that one just length. Leaves. That's all he needed. Yeah, well, that's good. You know, that's all you need sometimes. I like the pool area. I think it's it looks clean. It looks nice. But that's what I'm saying. It the looks whole, like a nice place to hang out. Honestly. The whole hotel. Yeah. Like I know you guys are saying it smells like piss usually, like that style of hotel. But that hotel looks nice. It looks clean. It looks. <laughs> Like well kept. Um, I love hotels that have a very like it's quite a small swimming pool, but it's like deep underground. Mm. For oh. some reason, I used to love going down all these. I used to like going down stairs and corridors, and it would just be like one sign saying swimming pool, and then you'd go down and there'd be like one sort of like crash area that was just like a small abandoned room filled with children's toys. And you'd go further the down and there'd be the swimming pool. This feels like, like the like, fucking back rooms. Yeah. It feels yeah. like there's levels in the back rooms. I've stayed in a what lot of fuck? hotels like this. Lim- and and Booth is like, my then, ideal holiday is a liminal it's, space. It's gorgeous. Um, it's li- I've already yeah. gone to liminal space <laughs> level, for holidays. Level eights and level 16 of the back rooms. Just love it. Really dig the vibe of those places. I do dig the she vibe. Does. I think it's great. Um, so they they order some drinks at the bar, anyway, the and this captain. bar's great. But they go to the captain's lounge, okay? And the barman and is a captain, and he's introduced himself as the captain, and he's dressed as a captain. Yes. Uh, this uh, It's like, this has no... The, the hotel isn't themed, and the bar isn't themed. It's not themed like some kind of <laughs> ship or anything. Um, and neither are the drinks, because they order uh, a rumble in heather... Rumble in the Heather for Lulu, and uh, Colin orders a, a rum and a ramble. That's their drinks. That's their and faves. all the all the the time in the background, there's a song. The same song plays in the bar over and over again. It does, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Same. And Simon, did you recognise the the track from anything? I'm wondering. I didn't. Actually, no. Was that in Greasy Have, Strangler or No, it was in something else. It was in um well it was it was Kenny Everett's show. What the fuck? He used to play that song. I thought oh it was just God. like a nothing song. Was um, it like a Giorgio Marauder song? Yeah, it does. That it's it's good though, isn't mm. it? Um 
can he ever I've got, I've got to find the the song again now because I I know what it is but um is it the video show that that he did uh, I'm a big fan of Kavi- Kenny Everett as well so he was an icon it, yeah I it was the was it the title sequence no it was so unhinged was that as well so maybe he did actually get some uh what's the word got some inspiration from that maybe yeah 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 i mean if he's into a lot of sort of 80s and 90s comedy then i guess it kind of fits the bill um so yeah there's just that one track playing over and over again in the background which i will remember the name of at some point soon um Lulu informs Colin that he, <laughs> he shouldn't eat the peanuts because yeah, they might have poo nuts. on them. Blech. Yeah. And, and then you don't want to get poo in your mouth. Yeah. So um, they hand the nuts back to the captain who then like just like moves them around his back from one hand to the other hand and just hands the same nuts back to them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, I don't want to eat the poo nuts. We've all done that. If you've worked in hospitality, we've all done that. Of course, of course. What, eating um, poo nuts? <laughs> yeah. No, when someone, like, has a problem with, like, a meal or a drink, and you just give the same thing back to them. Oh, I see. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's too salty. Oh, I don't want... And you, like, take it back. Oh, it's not cooked enough, and you just send it back. Um, so, she... They, is this the point where they spot... Uh, yeah. Beverly and Rodney enter the bar as well. Yeah. And uh, Colin takes the initiative to introduce them. To, and she, she says, um, Be- Beverly seems enthralled by Lulu, Lulu's presence. She does a very theatrical spin around on the bar stool to reveal herself to Beverly. Who yes. then goes, oh, to her. Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's supernature. By Sarone is the uh, the song. Ah, right, Super okay. Nature. Uh, so is this the point where they? Uh, can't remember. This is when we I've get written. the Keith story. Ah, yes. yes um, yes. in order to get to know each other a bit better, um, Lulu asks Colin to tell him all about herself, and he says, oh, "It's a very long, uh, very long story." Uh, you know, us. I'll start from the beginning. Um, my my dad was called Keith, and his dad was called Keith, and um, he always loved the name Colin. Um, when he would meet someone for the first time, someone he would sometimes he would joke and say that his name was actually Colin, not Keith. And um, he found out that uh, Colin actually means small dog. And so when I came along, uh, he broke the tradition of of calling you know the son Keith. And instead, it called me Colin. And um, because he was born with teeth. Yeah, because I was born with teeth. <laughs> and um, Lulu finds it the, the the least interesting story she's ever heard in her life. And she tells Colin this, and in response, he just drags her by the hand and says, "Let's go and sit down with Beverly and Rodney," um, and drags them over to sit down. And he, they sit down first, and then they ask if they can join afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. 
Uh, Rodney informs them that he and Beverly are partners in a platonic union. And they love each other very much. And Lulu states that she and Colin are married, to which Beverly responds by going... Yeah, he wasn't uh, too pleased about that news. No. (laughs) Um, And then as as, uh, Rodney and Colin are kind of chatting, um, (laughs) Lulu... And Beverly's hands slowly creep towards each other across the tabletop. Like they're just about to meet. And then Rodney says, Are you going to put an earring back in that hole? <laughs> as, uh, as Colin's fiddling with his earlobe, which clearly has a hole in, but no earring. Um, very strange. Anyway, the, the magic of the moment <laughs> is broken. Um, and... Lulu seems angry, and when they leave, she says, you know, you... Oh, because... They they do leave because Beverly starts groaning and rubbing his tummy. Because he has a tummy ache. Tummy tum trouble, yeah. And um, so Lulu seems quite angry with Colin and says, you know, you really should put an earring back in that hole. You should do everything they say. Um... And so they go, in, yeah, in, yeah. In, the, in the hotel room, Rodney is like rubbing Beverly's tummy, um, just rubbing and rubbing it until Beverly finally does a tiny little fart. Let the devil <clears throat> out. Just a little fart. Let the, let the devil out. Come on. And I wrote yeah. down in my notes, I need a Rodney in my life. <laughs> yeah, everybody needs a Rodney, don't they? <laughs> well, we, Lulu we says shot. every girl needs a Colin, right? Every girl True. needs a Colin. Every man needs a Rodney. Mm-hmm. And non-binary people can have their pick and choose, honestly. <laughs> um, we get a quick shot of Shane drinking booze and crying and then sniffing. We see him upstairs sniffing Lulu's panties. <laughs> and as he's doing so, he discovers the box. <laughs> the box with all the photos in. Oh, I no. can't. And the next morning... In the in the coffee shop, he sees that there's the poster <laughs> hanging up. That a weird bearded man. That what was it? He looks like. Who was he? Looks like someone from the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, one um, of the Doobie Brothers. It, is it Michael? Colin, Michael McDonald. says. Something. Yeah, Carl says that the weird bearded man put it up. That he looks like Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers. But of so. course, um, Shane now recognises Beverly as the person from the photos with his wife. He just discovered last night, um, <gasps> and Lulu's missing, and and the money's missing with her. So he's like putting the pieces together. Um, we get this <laughs> the weird mm. scene with him and Tyrone, uh, presumably Tyrone's house. I don't even know where this is. And he puts his head against Tyrone's head, and he says, "He says we need to get to the hotel where um, evening with Beverly Lufflin is happening. We need to get there immediately, immediately." Immediately, immediately. Then we have a quick shot of them in the car together with their heads still touching, going immediately. immediately. Then it goes back to them in the house, immediately, immediately. <laughs> it's very fucking surreal. You missed uh, quite a funny little aside story again. Uh, Tyrone got kicked out by his cousin Brenda. <laughs> oh, God. Um, this. And Shane says, I'm really thrilled that you're you're dating your cousin Tyrone, and she's he doesn't she doesn't love me anymore because I got fat. 
and Carl says, were you always fat? And he's like, no. <laughs> I just like that story. I found that really fucking funny. So they go to the, the hotel immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Uh, Tyrone asks to see the... He, he, he asks if he can wait to meet uh, Beverly Laughlin. It is urgent. And he says, no, but you can wait in the bar. And he says, oh, is the captain in his lounge? And Lawrence says, no, the captain is not in his lounge. Very <laughs> Lawrence love is a great character. That character the so much. is Lawrence. Yeah. He is such a fantastic character. He's like very theatrical. He's this big, big man with like long curly hair. Uh, he's very polite, but theatrical about everything. and Very welcoming. But very angry that the captain is not in his lounge. Who is the in moment. the captain's lounge? Hilda. Hilda, Tyrone downs an entire beer really fast. <laughs> and then... <laughs> yeah, I could have done without so that. So that scene from Ice Cold in Alex at the end, where they drink the beers. I could have done without this scene, I'll be real with you. Which scene? Yeah. You mean the beautiful lovemaking That's scene between Tyrone and the barmaid? The fucking raw yes. dogging is just unnecessary. The fact that he's fucking Hilda from behind and shouting, I love cold beer. Yeah. And she's replying, I love cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're just it, fucking. She's it was, got a hat on still. I was well. so shocked. that It just comes out of nowhere. Well, I was it's just watching that with cut. my friend and we're both like, what the fuck? I, I felt it coming. Like I knew something weird was going to oh, happen. Jesus. I knew it. And we then, felt it coming. No, I meant I, I knew I knew he was gonna you know there was gonna be something there was gonna be some sort of weird little romance between him and Hilda, um, but I did notice there's a lot of they talk about like fat people a lot in this movie. There's like some weird fascination with yeah with bigger um, people in this movie. Ad Ad J does say like. Hello, Shane, you're looking fat yeah, today. Why? And things what like this. <laughs> he goes in and he's he goes, great. Hello, hello, Shane, you're looking fat today. <laughs> it's like, what? When he's being rude, he's trying to put pressure on Shane to get his fucking money back. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, and that's, that's in the next scene, actually, mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Ajay reveals that Beverly apparently died because, you know, Beverly. Um, of course, was was dating Lulu, and Lulu is his sister, so of course he knew um, Beverly. Um, but Beverly is not dead because he's he's hosting an evening with Beverly Laughlin. Um, which is crazy. Um, he says he that man drowned, and then screams. Ah! <laughs> um. Also, I liked, um, so Shane, while Shane, um, Shane made Tyrone go to the hotel to, to stake it out, and obviously Tyrone got distracted by Hilda, and he says, where were you last night? I was worried stiff. And I like that, as a, as a term, worried stiff. Um, so yeah, apparently that man drowned, but he's hosting a night with Beverly Laughlin. Yeah. What's this about? However, the evening has been postponed, uh, for 24 hours due to medical emergency, um, due to the trapped wind, presumably, that Beverly mm. Laughlin is suffering from. It is um, awful, this trapped wind. Like, yeah. Holy shit. Only the tiniest farts come out. 
Um, I, I put in my notes because obviously we bad. don't know why he's grunting, right? We don't know what the mm. hell's going on. So in my notes, I put Frankenstein's monster or just a gassy boy. Because, um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a gassy boy. He is a gassy boy. But he's just grunting the whole time. And I'm like, why? You know, is he saving his voice for whatever this oh, big grand yeah. performance is? I just, mm-hmm. I just thought it was a weird film. And so they added this weird thing and he was never going to speak at any point. Yeah. No, I knew he was going to um, speak eventually, but I just, and I knew it was going to be the, the performance or whatever. But yeah. Very grunty. Because um, you don't really know what he's famous for, like what this evening's going to be about or what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Beverly, like, Beverly has a bath. And this bath is great. It's like a massive, wide, oh, huge the bath. painting above the, the bath. With a painting of a kitten above the bath. So fabulous. Titled Cashmere. Um, just to help ease that, ease that tummy ache. Um, and uh, he writes, before this, he's ri- seen writing a letter. Rodney says, oh, you're writing again. That's very good. You should, you should be writing again. You're a good writer. And he hides it and... Rodney takes a nap, in inverted commas, and he takes a nap. So he sneaks out and uh, passes the message on to Lulu via Lawrence. Pool, 1am. But Rodney's read the message. He's read the letter. Yeah, he knows. Lulu and Colin uh, then decide to go out, go out on the town a bit, paint the town, as it were. Paint the town, Colin. (laughs) Paint the town, Colin. And you see Shane in the lobby with, with the wig on still. Obviously, he's disguised. That fucking wig. Oh, my God. And he starts to accost her, gets thrown out. She calls for security, and this giant man just throws him outside, kicks him in the stomach. Um, yeah. And this is when Shane yells out on the floor, Who the fuck is Beverly Laughlin? And I was like, that'd be a great Nobody title. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, Colin is wandering around. I can't. I can't remember the context, but he's he's looking in a shop window and he sees. No, a, I think he earring. went out to go get snacks because Lulu was having a crisis. Oh yeah, because the show had been postponed for twenty four hours. Yes, yeah. that's exactly it. Um, he says he's going to go get loads of snacks. So. Can we just can we just skip ahead? They're having the intimate dinner. Lulu yes, and Colin yeah. are having this wonderful intimate dinner, and he's wearing the earring now. He's proudly wearing it. And there's, there's, it's Colin. Colin says uh, Lulu wants to get to know Colin better again. Now that they have this time, and they've gotten to know each other, but she she still needs to know more details about his life. And he says, "Go deeper if you dare." <laughs> and then he tells this weird story, and apparently. When he was a little boy, he had trouble doing poopies inside. He would go out into the woods or, or do it on a rock or dig mm-hmm. a little hole and cover it with leaves. Uh, he would always just go outside and do his poops. So his grandmother would give him a candy every time he would successfully do a poo in the house. And for each poo, he would get a piece of candy and... One time he got 14 pieces of 14 <laughs> pieces of candy. One time in one go, 14. He must shit like a rabbit. 
or something <laughs> or a fucking yeah. guinea pig because good lord I wonder what Shane's shits are like if it takes him 25 minutes I mean it could go either way if he has IBS um, um and then, he does say that she died oh, here we go yeah yeah <laughs> she was hit in the head with a hammer hit in the back of the head with a hammer yeah like the most interesting part uh, and of the it, story and, he, and it's just, it just gets one line she gets hit at the back yeah. of the head with a hammer like that's pretty uh <laughs> what the fuck you and then he asks if she's if Lulu's attracted to him after this story. Oh, about about oh. doing poo poos in the woods. Oh, it's so awkward. It's so awkward. He does say, "Lulu, I may be a great deal younger than you." <laughs> she looks that. really offended. I love that. that. Um, and just as the awkwardness reaches its peak, and she kind of doesn't really want to respond to whether she likes him, um, the crabs arrive. Listen, um. she's going through a lot. She's, you know, left her husband and... It's magnificent. Yeah. Magnificent. It's a lot. A lot. There a lot we have, now we have the scene, because Tyrone, he drove off with Shane and he had to go and pick up his mother from the clinic. They're now yes. sitting down eating dinner with his mother and she's about to reveal... What makes Beverly Lufflin so magical? Because she has seen him or, or, or has met him in the past. And she's got, by the way, this is a man in drag with a mustache. And makeup on and curlers yeah. in, attached to a drip in a wheelchair. Yeah. And just as she's about to reveal what's so magical about Beverly Lufflin, she starts choking. And it gets more and more dramatic as like the seconds go by. And she just keeps choking and it keeps happening. It gets more and more dramatic. And then she makes like a chicken noise and she's choking. Yeah. It's so absurd. Played by Gil Gex. Oh, Um, no idea. Um, No. So we never get an answer as to what makes Beverly Lufflin so magical. Um, We never hear it. (sighs) But Lulu gets the note next. Yeah, so, um, Lawrence hands her the letter from Beverly. She takes it from him and then slaps Lawrence across the face. I love that. I love that so <laughs> much. It just, out of nowhere, Lawrence just takes it. He's like, yeah, that's fine. No, and he just walks away. Yeah. What the fuck? She, she hides it so that Colin doesn't see it. And uh, when they get in the hotel room, she sneaks into the bathroom to read it. So... In case you didn't see the very quick shot of the note earlier and pause the film, we don't know what it says. So we're waiting to hear what it says. And we luckily we get a voiceover of Beverly Lufflin reading out the note. <laughs> That's it. So we don't really know. We don't really know uh, what it says unless you did pause the film and say it, it says, you know, meet me at, at 1 a.m. Um, etc. Um, very funny that moment. Um, I do love that, like Rodney. I might be skipping forward, but I'm just, I just remembered a scene where Rodney's like crushing a bunch of meds. Yeah, just where the the next scene. This is the next scene. Yeah, like where the fuck does he find a pestle and mortar from? You know what I mean? Like, ask the reception. Did he? Probably. Oh, yeah. I get the feeling that he does this quite. A lot. Well, that's why I like, thought he uh, 
was responsible for whatever the fuck is going on with Beverly. Like he induces yeah. responsible for Beverly's health. So he brings He's... him all these things to deal with his health issues because he suffers from anxiety before. Yeah, but we before don't performing. We don't know that at this point. We no, we're not hundred percent sure. That's why he has the things. Has all these medicines. Yeah, and yeah. But I thought he was causing. You know that the whole like keeping them. Like, like, like Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Yes, exactly. Well, I think he is because in skipping past this next bit, um, he gives him a really big breakfast. With a steak, you're gonna eat that steak yeah. with that egg. You're gonna eat that steak with that egg. You're gonna eat the toast, and you're gonna eat the jam with the toast. It's like it, he has a massive, bre- and then he gets a tummy ache. Yeah. Uh, after this, and he goes to the fitness center to work out, and then he gets the tummy ache. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. I think that he's. He's doing this on purpose to delay the show. Oh, shit, and to maybe. Keep, to keep him from seeing Lulu, wow, because I think he qu- knows. This is quite deep, this <laughs> film, really, isn't I it? I just remembered the pool scene. We'll get to that. But <laughs> yeah. Stop skipping so, ahead! Stop watching the no, fucking this, movie! It's, it's, this, it's this bit where... where fucking relax, puts, Simon! Relax! You're watching Rodney, the movie right now and seeing the next scene and commentating on it live. I said... That's literally what you're I doing, said, isn't it? I said, I remember... I love how she walked off to yell from across the room. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said I remembered something. I didn't. I wasn't going to say what it was. God. We missed a bit when, when Lulu's reading the note in the bathroom. Colin thinks that they're about to have sex and he's in his pants and he's like slapping his package to get yes. the blood going. Mm-hmm. Bring a horse. <laughs> that's very that important to, to happen. Note. That that happened. Yeah, I wasn't going to skip and, over um, it. Rodney is drugging Beverly for reasons mm-hmm. with this this stuff he's putting in his Earl Grey. Uh, Colin is lying back seductively on the bed and he's reading a copy of Horse Fun magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like stroking his leg. Uh, Lulu is not into this at all. Um, and they both go to sleep. And then, obviously, at 1 a.m., she sneaks out to meet Beverly. Um, She's waiting for him at the pool, but who appears in the waters of the pool but but Rodney? And how would you describe what he looks like in this scene? Beautiful. Feminine. (laughs) I put down he looks like the cover of Leisure by Blur. Oh! But he's, um... Let me Google that. Yes. Yep. That's pretty. That's pretty much spot on. Uh, he's got his 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 bathing cap on and his uh, bathing suit, just like Beverly's was the stripy one. Um, and I he's got he's got makeup on. He's got blue eyeshadow painted really high, and above that he's drawn on eyebrows, very thin eyebrows on the top. And he's wearing red lipstick. The eyebrows are so high up on his forehead. Like, it's astonishing. Yeah. So obviously this takes Lulu by surprise. Because um, she thought she was meeting Beverly, but of course Rodney... Rodney read the message, he drugged Beverly, he doesn't want Beverly meeting up with Lulu, and he he says, no one else will be performing tonight, show's over. Um, basically implying to fuck off, Beverly ain't coming to meet her. Um, So she goes back to the hotel room and then she gets into bed with Colin and she's the little spoon. 
doesn't wake him up. He doesn't know what's happening. No. Why would he? You know, she's done it. She's done it. This is a bit where it's like she's she's confusing him with her 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 actions again because they wake up together. She got into bed with him and she wrapped his arm around her. Mixed messages from her. Yes, because he wakes up and he's very happy to be snuggled up with her. And um, she wakes up and she's going, no. And he's going, yes. <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> she, she kicks the covers off and she says that she's actually having her period and um, yeah. she needs him to go and buy her tampons. It's and an get emergency. The ones with, it's an emergency. Get the ones for heavy flow tampons. Um, the ones in the green box. And he rushes out. He gets dressed so fast. <laughs> He's, you know, the damsel is in distress. He's the white knight. He's going to save her by buying her tampons. Yep. Um, but this was just a ruse so that she could write a note <gasps> to Beverly Loughlin. Oh, this is the um, scene where you have to pause it to read it because it's so quick. This is the one. Yeah. I didn't um, read it. She's written, so I get up at 1am to see you alone, finally, and you send your creepy bearded partner. Why, Lulu? Um, I'm pretty sure that you, you find that out later. I think somebody reads yeah, it out loud. Yeah, you so, do. Um, uh, as she goes to hand that to Lawrence in reception, there's a very strange woman standing there. He calls her a skinny pig or something. I thought it was skinny long pig, but I'm not sure. Yeah. It might be little pig. Um, but it, it's it's Maria Bamford, and she's she's got these sunglasses on. She looks terrifying. She looks absolutely terrifying. She is terrifying. She's she she's just harassing this this stranger in a hotel lobby. We don't know who the fuck she is. This woman just appeared out of nowhere and started calling her names. Um, she makes sure that Lawrence will give it to him. Give the note to Beverly in private, not in front of his bearded assistant. And she like, <laughs> slides him money under it. And he says, yep. Yeah, that was a sure. waste of money. That was fucking waste. Waste of money. Yeah. Because they are having their, their big brekkie. Their big, big brick brek. The steak and the eggs and the, the toast and the jam and the cups of tea. Um... But the, the manager shows up to speak to them. He says, I hope you're doing well and we're looking forward to your, <laughs> your show. How would to... you describe the manager? I say he looks like a corpse. The man looks like a corpse. Um, Did you like his hair? Uh, he's got like a weird tufty he's thing at the back. Like curl. curl. Yeah, he's got like a weird got curl. one curl. Very strange. The hair is just so odd. Um, Imagine um, a, a very old man a very tall skinny man who has like the dentures that seem to have too many teeth because mm. they're all straight um he's got sunken eyes like the, the skin around his eyes is so sunken in that his eyes are sort of popping out he's got a very thin sort of pencil mustache it looks a bit like a deranged vincent price in a way uh, yeah i kind of get that because his face is very skull like when he's old yeah. so and uh he gives Beverly, the note, and he says, I was asked to give you this in private. Yeah, and fucking Rodney's and then, right there, idiot. And then leans over to try and read it when, when he's opening it as well. Um, and he just says, enjoy, enjoy your meal, and, and leaves. 
So Beverly's trying to read the note without showing Rodney as well. And he goes to the, the fitness centre where he works out and gets them hips loosened up. And I was thinking important. at this point, I was thinking at this point, he's obviously sabotaging uh, Beverly's nights by making him do eat loads of stuff and then do all his exercise. Yeah, I didn't get that at all because, I don't know, if anything, all the exercise would help loosen the bowels and, and pass the wind. But Yeah, but also working out on a full stomach. I don't know. I don't work out and I don't eat. So <laughs> this is like... <laughs> There's two things I don't know well, anything I don't about. Think you're supposed to really eat all that heavy food and then go and work out immediately after. Yeah. Um, what happens next, Simon? Um, what happens next? Good question. Um, you know? Rodney confronts Lulu by the lift and, and Lulu ends up like swatting a, a man, an old man in a wheelchair. Yes. Um, the poor guy. Not very hard, but still, it must have been a shock to him. Uh, Colin storms off, goes outside and flicks the bird at Beverly, who's exercising in the hotel. It's very funny. Um, but then Colin sees the car with two suspicious people in just drive off. He goes back to the hotel room. He tells Lulu about these two weird men. It's Shane and Tyrone. Lulu knows. Um, and then she asks for another massage. And um, everything's going great. Um, right up until he tells her that he flicked the bird at Beverly. And this really upsets her for some reason. Um, not quite sure why. Well, imagine somebody that you're hanging out with is being very rude to somebody that you really like. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Um, he does shout after it was a pleasure to buy you tampons. <laughs> oh my god, he's such nice. a simp. <laughs> he is. But she says, would you, would you like to join me for the walk? She's going out for a walk and she says, do you want to join me? Again, mixed messages here. Yeah, very confusing. She's hot and then she's cold. She's yes, yeah. then she's no. She's up, <laughs> she's down. Etc. Etc. Any time she gets rejected from any sort of level of rejection from Beverly, she goes crawling back to Colin. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Typical. Uh, Rodney and Beverly are like grunting at each other as Rodney rubs Beverly's belly. Uh, there's, uh, uh, there's incense uh, groaning. Uh, yeah, he's holding this stick of incense under Beverly's nose as they're doing this it's weird just grunting. Awful. I hate incense in general, but having it that close to your fucking face. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. But uh, he also has all smelling salts and things for Beverly. So I think yeah. he has a, a, you know, he needs those smells. Aromatherapy, maybe. Needs smells. And then we get like a couple of little farts. So it's working. Um, the event has been delayed for another 24 hours. Uh, they go to inform the manager and check that it's okay. Um, Rodney does anyway and um, yeah. the manager makes it clear that under no circumstances should there be any more postponements because they've got this hotel filled with people that are desperate to see this evening with Beverly Loughlin one night only and now Magical. this is going to be the third night everyone's going to have to stay which you think as a hotel manager you'd be happy about 
Yeah, but he doesn't want to get bad ratings as well. Oh, yeah. Want people... Well, they're all fucking oldies. They're, gonna, they're not going to be leaving reviews on TripAdvisor, are they? Also, this is probably the 70s or 80s. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, we have the... Uh, Rodney enters a strange hotel room with some banging music uh, oh, coming from music, inside. And the strange lady in the sunglasses is sitting there and... She says it's her. Um, she reveals that um, it is Lulu. She was confirming to him that it was Lulu. Um, she she absolutely hates Rodney. She can't stand him because she <laughs> was Beverly's ex-wife who left her for Lulu. Um, she hates Beverly because he is now with... Oh, sorry, she hates Rodney because he is now with Beverly. Um, she hates everyone, basically. She's filled with hate and piss and vinegar. What's the... what? The, they talk about Aberdeen. Um, she does a weird Scottish accent. She, she calls very me funny. fucking bushy-bearded cunt. Cunt! <laughs> but I, I can't remember why they were talking about it. it was because like, he was doing he, a degree in Aberdeen or something. Uh, that's where he met That's where Beverly. they met. Yeah. That's where they yeah. met. Yeah, yeah. But I but also noticed the met. clocks behind lo- uh, the guy at the front desk. Um, you know, usually they've mm. got clocks for around the world. They had clock. They had a clock for Aberdeen, for Edinburgh, Glasgow, and then Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so weird. I was like, what? So weird. There's a lot of Scottish references in this. So many. Um, and then Beverly opens a curtain as she, she's leaving the hotel and he sees her. No, he, he could sense, sense her, her even before he looks. Yeah. yeah. He wakes up. He has, his eyes open wide and he's going, he knows. And then he looks out the window Evil and he sees presence. his ex. Like Ron um, Swanson in uh, Parks and Rec. He, could, he can tell whenever there's a Tammy. Uh, in the the vicinity he's like she's here she's near and all of his ex-wives are called Tammy or something I think it's Tammy that's great yeah I love the name Tammy Tammy very American Uh, are we back in Bob's Bob's now yeah Uh, Shane says you found Colin and he says AJ should go and get his cash box back and AJ's like I knew I should have brought Edwin that's why I brought Edwin and he shouts, Edwin in. And then this and little, little gay man comes out. I don't know um, how you can tell he's gay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's strange. Uh, I don't know how it, I picked imagine, up on that. It, the, the sort of biker... Gay, gay man image from the 80s, where they're wearing little shorts and knee socks and like a, le- a leather baker boy hat. Oh yeah, the leather cap. Yeah, a leather cap and the, like a waistcoat or something. With little shorts he's got on. It's just he, it's spot on. He asks him if he has a back room, and he says, "Yeah." And they go to the back room. You just hear a punch. <laughs> it's um, so weird. Edwin's Edwin's like, "Can you take me to your back room?" And he have a lovely back room. And Shane's like, "Oh," and he just it doesn't question. It just takes Edwin out the back, uh, where Edwin punches him. Very strange interaction. Um, and Tyrone asked a question. What happened to your face, Shane? Um, Edwin happened to my face, you big fat penis face. <laughs> Which is a great insult. Um, yeah. Wonderful. 
goodness sake. Colin and Lulu are back at the captain's lounge and she's upset because, again, there's been another 24-hour delay on this magical evening with Beverly Loughlin. Um, and obviously Colin just tells the captain it's because she's on a period. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Colin isn't left alone at the bar. No, no, there's someone else no, there, no, no. isn't there? Gee, who's at the bar? What's the story for... <laughs> the captain. Sorry, there's... Yeah, the Paulette is at the bar. Oh my god, the... Well, we don't know she's a prostitute straight away. I love her comment. Um, You've got nice hands. Yeah, like, she picks up that he's got lovely hands. Christ. Uh, as a flattering compliment, sort of like, start them talking, I guess. Yeah, yeah. She's almost 70 years old. What? Um, she's a very this, old lady. This actress. She looks good for um, 70, I guess. Yeah, she does. I couldn't tell how. I knew she was older, but I couldn't tell how old. So. Yeah, she looks good for her age. Yeah. Um, we we cut back to just Lulu sitting. She's in the pool, um, and uh, Beverly enters the pool, but Rodney ushers him away <laughs> as soon as he sees Lulu. Um, Sag. Sag. And uh, Paulette. Paulette likes Colin. <laughs> she loves oh. his little stories about um about his did dad she, being called Keith say- and. It was trying. To, yeah, it, it, it almost was trying to make us think about him and the possibility of him being with like another woman, you know, like oh, he's found someone that's another love story. Yeah, another on. love story where you know the lady is actually really engaged with his, you know, quirky stories. Someone who actually appreciates his stories and, you know, did she say like fill me up with your stories yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. You could fill me with your stories all night long. Mmm. He's like rubbing his leg. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then the next um, scene, I put down in my notes, G is going to make a help me step bro, I'm stuck joke. <sighs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Literally, look, look, at, look at that. Fucking cool. <laughs> fucking cool. Hold it. Caps. She's stuck, step bro. Oh my god, she was a prostitute. <laughs> well, she, he's fucking her from behind, and she's inside a dryer or a washing yeah, machine. Yeah. Um, and he finishes, and um, she she pulls her pants up. Um, he goes in there as well at one point. He's like putting his. He puts his head in. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing, dude? Uh, and she says, that'll cost you 50 bucks. And that's when we find out she's actually a prostitute. I couldn't believe it. I was, and I was... he seems shocked as well. <laughs> he goes back and he tells Lulu. Immediately confesses to her. It's normally 80 bucks she charges. But we settled on 35. <laughs> And he says to himself, I was a virgin, and now I'm not. Oh, God. Bless him. Oh, my God. No, no. I didn't even hear him say that. (sighs) Holy shit. Pain. Pain. That is pain. Don't worry, we're getting getting ready for uh, for the event now. Oh, my God. It's the morning of the big show. An evening with Beverly Loughlin. 
and it's a morning with Valerie trying to fucking get Valerie. everything set up. Love him. <laughs> I don't know where the fucking serving entrance is. I love his like, little shorts <laughs> and his. He's a mood. His, yeah. Yeah. He's got posters around town as well. I don't know if you noticed. I didn't actually. He's got there's like black and white posters of him around town. I f- oh, is that? What yeah, that was? it looks like a wanted poster of some sort, but it's it's just <laughs> it's him. He wears like blush on his cheeks as well. For a beautiful, beautiful man. There's a lot of um, male makeup use in this film. It's lovely. Yeah. I, especially the the final scene, I love it. Yes, love it. Gorgeous. Lawrence is yelling at Valerie because can't do anything right. Get, Hang on, I got to deal with the, the fucking. What? 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 I don't what. Um, it's got to be something to do with the cack. I think it got cut off. I know he took his headset off so fast and ran. Um, uh, I could have lost my place. Yeah, Um, they're getting ready for the event. I thought that was really good topic. Lawrence didn't seem like he was. Oh yeah, there was like some weird. Um, what do you call? Is it ADR? No. Yeah, 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 ADR afterwards. Um, uh, Like. Lawrence didn't seem like he was yelling. His body language was like he was speaking, but <laughs> he was yelling in the in the dubbing over the yeah, top. Yeah, I wonder why um, that was though. It's really confused me. It's very weird. But we find out about Beverly because finally Lulu opens up about who Beverly Laughlin is. Um, he was a fantastic poet, and he was a professor, mm. and they were madly in love. And he took her to a bird sanctuary. <laughs> uh, and they had a really nice time there. And um, they went swimming and he swam to a cove where he went beneath the surface and he didn't come up. And she ran back to the hotel with her mutual friend Cornelius, Cornelius said he drowned <laughs> or was eaten by sharks. <laughs> Either way. And I think this is in like Scotland, in Aberdeen, that this is happening. Mm, yeah. Um, be and she says she only ever told Adjay but he's not interested unless it's vegan (laughs) which I like yeah I I understand every Um, every, he can't do so much because he's a vegan yeah a vegan is really stifling his life here Um, he can't follow he can't chase Colin he's not interested in anything unless it's vegan uh, so we learned that he, about his backstory. He was a poet and a professor and they were very in love. Yeah. And I guess this is why that strange lady was very mad because he ran off with Lulu and then he just disappeared. He swam into a cove but went beneath the surface and didn't come up because she fell behind. She couldn't keep mm. up. He's a very fast swimmer, you see. Oh, yeah, the swimming. Very, yeah, yeah, the swimming. Um, she uh, he, he tries to ask more, but... She won't answer Colin's question. She says, no, I, I'm not answering. I'm brushing my hair, but she's just sitting there smoking. I love that. I love that so I was much. like, that's a good, good power play. So she, um, um, she is in Parks and Recreation. And I don't know if you... She is, Have you yes. ever seen it before? Uh, yeah, I have. I love she just, She's so good at acting bizarre. <laughs> like, yes. all the time. I love... 
I think the it's only a great role. For it her. is. I think. I think I watched a Hollywood Reporter or something, uh, an interview with all of the actors, and they were like, as soon as we read the script, we were sold. We wanted to be in it immediately. And I think Matt Berry was like, oh, I'd seen the the Greasy Strangler, so as, he yeah. Would. He goes, I'd seen it, and as soon as I heard about this like i knew immediately i wanted to be in it or something i was like yeah that checks out checks out absolutely uh, have you seen um severance no but i've been wanting to it's the one with um the guy who plays uh ben in, in yeah yeah he's he's in parks and he's Rec in parks and well. Rec. yeah well, um, have you seen all of it is it good adam it's it, yeah it's really good i loved severance and um, Tyrone is in that. <gasps> the guy that plays Tyrone is in Severance, and he plays quite a big part in it. Yeah. So again, there's another little link between characters yeah. in a very They're all sitcom sort of. Uh, I don't think Severance is a sitcom, but I think a lot of them have been in sitcoms, and a lot of them are comedians. Yeah. Um, uh, like a lot of the actors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Oh, the 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 guy called Valerie. Uh, DJ Valerie Grills. <laughs> yeah, that's Z. what it was. Lawrence Doggy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. So good. Um, so yeah, we we find out that um, Rodney's like getting angry, and he's like, "I know why you brought us to this shitbox dickhole hotel." <laughs> he's angry just because he's it's like, "This is this is bullshit," and it, it Lulu is getting ready for this the evening and she's very you know when you're really nervous to go oh, out yeah. super nervous and everything has to be perfect and she wants to get there early to get good seats but it's not for another hour uh, and they have an argument I can't remember what about I was watching the film and not taking notes at this stage mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, he rushes off to get front row seats for her yeah. it's really picked uh, up Lulu tells Colin that the event will probably change his life. Like, it's going to be that, mine. that magical. Yeah. Oh, and this is when she looks at herself in the mirror and she whispers, happy birthday, Lulu. Oh. It's actually her birthday today. Yeah. And again, I'm thinking, like, did he delay this on purpose? Did, Be yeah. did Beverly delay this on purpose as, like, a little Christ Christmas present? Mm. Birthday present. Um. And everything's sort of ramping up for the event now. And we see Shane, Carl and Tyrone in their wigs. They're also there. Um, and Shane's, Shane's obviously still trying to get this cash box back as well as get Lulu back. Um, and he's got a, a little pink box. He's holding a pink box. I was so worried. I was like, oh my God, what's in there? Is it filled with like insects? Is he going to like ruin the show? What's going to go on? Um... Tyrone goes around the, the back entrance <laughs> to meet the barmaid, uh, Hilda, who lets... It's not the first time he's uh, gone exactly. around the back entrance with the barmaid! Hey! And uh, she lets Lulu into, Tyrone into Lulu's room and they steal the cash box from under the bed. Or in the bathroom. I can't remember where it was at that stage. I think it was under, under the bed. Under the bed, yeah. 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 And uh, everybody's gathered. Colin has got front row seats. For him and Lulu. Yeah. Um, everyone is ready for the show. It's finally going to happen, guys. It's finally going to happen. An evening room. with Beverly Loughlin. 
It's going to be magical. The The room that they're in is quite small. It's quite a small function room. And the stage is very small. And you'd think for something this magical and life-changing, they'd have a bigger function room for this. With all the hype that it is. There are like children's nativity plays. So they're like more you know, higher mm. productions than this. There's um, there's a, a like a, a stagehand man. There's a man who's going over the plans with Rodney. And he's got fake spots stuck to his face he's got a very red round nose and um he's very small yeah this is another just throwaway character very small man um but yeah they not a dwarf get into... just very small no he's just a little man like sophie like me i'm a little man <laughs> yeah eee. So, eee. how does the event play out it's, um, it's incredible so, the manager kind of introduces the show, and everyone's, like, so hyped. Uh, Rodney takes to the stage. He's dressed in a kind of Scottish regalia, but not quite. I don't know why all of his... Uh, and I don't know if it's ever explained, I guess, but even when they were told that the event is cancelled, or, you know, postponed or whatever, it's just old white people? Or just old <laughs> yeah. people? Yeah. For some reason, and even like when it's the actual event, if you look at the crowd, it's all old people. Just old people. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, the performance does kind of feel like an old white person thing. Yeah. It's definitely an old white person thing. Yeah. Um, they've got tam shanters on. They're in green. They've got green kilts. They look fantastic. They've got glittery makeup mm. on. They've got six weird village of the damned children. In blonde wigs, little yeah. blonde wigs, uh, and Scottish attire, and they they skip up the up the aisle. Um, the big man himself. The big man himself turns up and sits down. Uh, Rodney starts playing the keys. He's sitting in front of a drum with like a very Tim and Eric looking child on it. <laughs> Terrifying um, child. Which is just, it's scary. Yeah. He he plays the keys and and the lute. Um, while Beverly taps a little woodblock with, um, with drumsticks and sings. So, um, G-Star Games, mm. what was your reaction to this after it's been hyped up so much? Um, it was this anticlimax, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really yeah. amount to much. It's entertaining, but like not in the way that they've bigged it up to be. They sing these weird f folky songs, faux folk, faux folk, tiki, I suppose. Tiki tock. Yeah, tiki, 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 tock, tick, tock, tick is the song. It's awful, but This is funny. the first time we hear Beverly Loughlin's speaking voice, mm. like, properly. Like, um, and um, he's, he's he sees Lulu and he, he's like, he says how special the ocean is to him and Here's a song about the ocean. Not at all. And it's, why did I ever become a football referee? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what? Which, fabulous. Oh my Just God. Cracking. I, I laughed so much at <laughs> that one. Football Lulu referee. is transfixed. She's almost crying, I think. It's yeah, she captivating. Is. Yeah. He's such a great poet and philosopher, apparently. I think we only get a couple of quick shots that have Colin in, and he's just he just is not impressed at all. <laughs> 
Um, um, it's just like a musical review review show, or however it's pronounced. I know it. It's I think it's review. Review. Um, yeah. He he uh, he breaks character. Then he says, "My name is Edward Summers." Um, Edmund. And he speaks Ed Ed. <laughs> yeah. What did I say? Edward. Yeah. Sorry. Edmund Summers, and uh, he says that he loved a woman, and he tells Rodney that he loves him, but he's not in love with him, and he's worried that this, this love of his life will not take him back. Um, and here's a song dedicated to her, and it's my penny whistle played on, I, I assume is a penny whistle, yeah. or some kind of piccolo. It's a very high-pitched flute. Um, but Shane... Oh, interrupts. the motherfucker. The motherfucker. He interrupts. He's, this isn't good enough. You know, he's been sitting there watching this whole time, by the way, with his little pink box, and he interrupts with a cake. He says, uh, uh, just, He says, wait a second, that's my wife! And it's her birthday, and I want to give her a fucking cake! <laughs> The cake is it's just it's a face. I don't understand what I, it is. It's very weird. It's like a face and the single candle in the middle is like the long thin nose. It's very strange. It's cute. Um well it's unnerving, I would say, rather than cute. Yeah, but I wouldn't mind it. If you gave that to um, a child it would cry. <laughs> yeah. Um so and if everything just kicks off. Um does Colin throw the first punch on Shane? I, I don't. Or? It's very chaotic. Everyone is punching everyone else and then trying to strangle every. There's like a conga line of strangling. Yes. With four people. With like the, the non dwarf stage manager in the. You know, at the end. Um, like, like someone's choking someone who is choking someone else who is choking someone else. <laughs> um. Which is great. The and show's it, ruined, in, basically. The show is ruined. This is it. And in the midst of this, um, Beverly leaves and Lulu follows. And he explains everything, pretty much. Uh, why he's groaning and stuff. He's, he's so nervous before he shows, he can't speak. And he gets gas. Well, everybody gets gas. Um, and uh, when on that fateful day when she thought he drowned, he just kept swimming and he went round a corner. <laughs> He didn't even um, really know why. It just something was calling to him, and he also and cons- yeah, he conspired with their mutual friend to fake Cornelius his own was death. In on it. Yeah, and paid him off. Like what a fucking asshole! What an asshole. asshole! He left. He left his wife for Lulu, and then he leaves Lulu just by pretending he died for no real good reason. Just felt like it. It's uh, it's madness. And um, Colin is incensed at this. He's really mad because how could you not... How could you... You'd be so lucky to have this woman's love, you know? And he's just wasted it. And he continues to waste it. And Colin is in love with her. And um, But then Beverly starts to sing oh, to God. her and Lulu joins in. Talking about a Lulu, about a Lu- Lulu bird. Lulu bird. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> And then he just leaves. He, he just shuts the door. That's really sad, you know, because he's not even apologised or anything. He does say, "Meine kleiner Lubird." My little Lubird. And then he says, "Do you know what it feels like when you simply don't belong 
And Colin says, yes. And I'm like, oh my God, Colin, yeah, you do. I feel Poor it. Colin. He runs off as well. And then we get the best scene in the movie. <laughs> the we scene I rewatched re three times. Yeah, it's very good. We go to the captain's lounge. Um, you know, she, she finds him in the captain's lounge drinking his um, rum and a ramble. Uh, and she says, Edmund was my first love. And he says, well, you can have other loves. And they each order two more drinks. They're double uh, parking. A rum and a ramble and a rumble in Heather. Um, and then this song, DJ Valerie Grills. Oh, with my Z, God. <laughs> starts, he puts a new song on. Record scratch. New song is put on. New song. This is a brand new song I've never heard before uh, in, this, in, this, in the captain's lounge. And she says, she loves this song. Don't you love it? I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, but don't you love it? And it keeps going on with that. I do love it. Um, it's a great song. Um, it's a banger. It's wonderful. It's and Words by F.R. David. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you haven't. If you listen to like 80s radio, you might have heard it. You should hear it. Um, and she starts dancing, and she and I have the same dance. Oh style. my god, it's, it's the worst dancing I've ever seen in my life, and I fucking love it so much. Just waving so her impressed. arms around. <laughs> she danced, and they. Ugh. So Colin joins in, but they dance like, you know, kids at a school disco where they just sort of jump <laughs> up and down and stuff and wave their arms. It's so uh, good. We have slow motion shots of them doing it, and it's so funny. And they're lit in bright pink. It's so funny. It looks so beautiful. It's and it's also a touching moment because, like, it feels like Lulu, you know, her her dreams have been shattered at this point. She she gave up her husband to potentially get back with this man Beverly, and he's just turned her down, and. It's okay, because she's got music, and she's got Colin. And that's um, a little bit of hope for her. It cuts to Valerie dancing, sort of. He's sort of, like, swinging back and forward. Uh, and they, they do kiss, and Valerie claps. Um, <laughs> and uh, does she say every girl needs a Colin at this point? It's when they're in the hotel room. They go back to the hotel oh, they room. They go back to the hotel room. Uh Every girl needs a Colin. She gets ready for bed, and he he hypes himself up in the in the mirror, saying, "Now's the time." Oh no, he goes to the bathroom. She she's in bed. Um, says, "Now's the time," and he goes in, and she's in bed, and he just tucks her in. She's like passed out in bed. Yeah, he doesn't take advantage. He doesn't push the situation at all. Um, he just tucks her in and gets into bed himself and turns off the light. And she says she loves him. And he says he loves her too. The Aww. lights go out. And we go to the credits. Oh, and that's the end of the... Wait, no. It's not the end of the <laughs> film. Because there's a mid-credits scene. I love mid-credits scenes. Like a Marvel movie. Um, I know you love those, Booth. I've seen all of them. Uh, gee, did you watch this? No, I didn't know there was a mid-credit scene. You turned it off immediately. She was so she was yeah, it was like me and I knew planes, she would. trains, and automobiles. I knew she would, and that's okay. That's Not okay. much happens. Rodney and Beverly are about to leave the town. They're in that first gas station where Rodney got din dins before. Um, mm. I guess he's got breakfast for them now. And he's got nibbles. He's got nibbles. 
Nibbles, Bev. Bev Nibbles. Uh, Beverly is unresponsive. He's possibly not breathing. Um, and Rodney panics. Help! Help! We've got a death here. Help! Help! We've got a death scene. Um, but Beverly comes to. He was just like snoozing, and they both laugh yeah. and drive off. <laughs> I just love the fake out. The fake yeah. out of Beverly fucking dying. Oh you, my you could, you could have had a completely <laughs> different feeling of ending, but no. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. That got me. That got me good. Um, enjoyed that immensely. Um, yeah. So that that's, is actually the That is, yeah. Um, Boof, this was your pick. What are yeah. your, your final thoughts, your, your summation of everything that you feel about this movie uh, and about this movie. the rating you give it as well? Um, obviously, this was, this was surreal in a completely different way to the, the surrealness of Neil Breen. Who, Thank um, God. But I, I think this is a good way to sum up my, some of my sense of humour. Um, and yes, some of the jokes are very juvenile and stupid, but in the, in a way, it makes it like I, I'm fine with that in this instance. Uh, like the, the lots of joking about big fat penis head and poo poo, and and uh, what was what was it shitbox dick hole hotel, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like so full of nothingness and yet so charming and lovely, and yeah, it's. It, it is one of the best movies to describe my soul. Um, and I gave it 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? Fucking hell. My God. Yeah. Is that, I the, really first, like this is that the first 10 we've got? No. Let me just check. No. no. She's given... Frankenhooker. You gave Frankenhooker Franken 10. Again, this is, this is a good... Uh, it's a good little peephole into my psyche, I suppose. Um, because I mean, if you think about it, it was still really well done, wasn't it? The, the the acting was bad, but it was purposefully bad. Yeah, the lighting was nice, the shots were good, the scenery was was spot on for that weird sort of. You hardly had much going on, but it was very well done. I liked it a lot. The characters were very very good. What did you think? Uh. Simon, we'll do G last. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. I hmm, I didn't really know what to expect. I've seen the Greasy Strangler and I thought that it was a one of a kind movie. You'd, I'd never watch anything like it ever again. But then I watched this and it is nowhere near as grotesque, grim, grimy, grimy filthy, makes you want to take a shower as the Greasy Strangler was. It's a lot more light. It's wholesome, I would say, this film. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's a lot more accessible than The Greasy oh, Strangler. Oh, 100%, 100%. I wouldn't recommend watching The Greasy Strangler to people unless I know for certain that they're going to be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. It's a f it, almost trigger warnings for, for Greasy Strangler. You have to give, like, everyone if you recommend it to them. Um, mm. It's very, it's like a fever dream. It's very Twin Peaks-esque. Um, and I was never bored for a single millisecond that I was watching this. I, I didn't know where it was going. I couldn't wait to see what was going to happen next. 
it's not like it was always keeping me guessing. I was just along for the ride. I wasn't yeah. trying to think about what was going to happen. I was just there experiencing it. And I loved it. Um, the soundtrack is spectacular. I love so it. Good. Absolutely love it. Um, so many great actors. The, the well-known, the names were fantastic. Everyone nailed it. I loved the weirdos uh, that were in the previous film, Greasy Strangler. They were wonderful, weird. It throws you off. Um, I thought it was a great movie and I give it 9 out of 10 better Whoa. than he yeah awesome um, G-Star Games G-Star Games um, yeah it like had it created a Twin Peaks like world um, where everyone within it has no social skills whatsoever. <laughs> uh, the sets I thought were fantastic. I did love the sets. I thought they were oh, very so detailed good. and very meticulously designed. I thought the camera work was was good. Um, yeah, like I said, it's got it's it's absurdist cinema. Um, it I think it tailors to a very uh, niche audience. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, like when I think when the when the beginning started up, it had uh, BFI and Film Four, so I think it was you could see the British and the US influences mm. within it. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, I love the music. The music was amazing. I love that droney synth like music. It like created atmospheres that were very ominous, even though there was nothing ominous yeah. going on really. Um, it's very strange that yeah, very it? misleading. Um, it reminded me of the music you you've played it. That stories untold, or untold stories, or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Um, I was thinking it sounded like it follows. Yes, a bit. that's what my friend said as well. He said it sounds like that, but I haven't seen that. Um, it's good. Very good music. Sometimes a little loud, and uh, it kind of drowned out the dialogue a little bit. At times, but I had to wear headphones to hear the dialogue. Yeah, um, yeah, same. Um, so Beverly was the, I guess, the MacGuffin. He just was there to move the plot along, along, mm. um, basically to get Lulu and Colin to get to know each other better, I suppose, because you know the delays made them spend more time with one another uh, at the hotel. Um, all yeah. the characters' behaviors are insanely idiosyncratic; like they're just odd and they're random and bizarre <laughs> at all times uh, so I guess if I had to compare yeah like Twin Peaks it's like Twin Peaks meets Napoleon Dynamite this this is that yeah. result <laughs> um, uh, I did find myself forgiving the film a lot because of the actors because I do think they did like a really good job um, even though it was a shame that Craig is it Craig Fergus the guy who plays uh, Beverly, he is it Robinson. Ro yeah, yeah, he was he was underutilized a little bit because he is funny and all he had to do was grunt. Um, but he did a good yes. job at conveying things, even though he had no not a lot of like written like not a lot of sp uh, dialogue. Um, mm. I liked it all in all. Not exactly my type of film. No. But not your cup of Earl Grey. No, oh, <laughs> Earl Grey. Um, 
probably a, f- I want to say a five for me. Aww. That's very good. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an okay film for me. I do, there's a lot of things that I do really like about it, but the plot. It's, it's very outside of your normal sphere of watching, and it's outside of a lot of people's normal sphere of watching. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it would be adventurous for me to say that everybody will love this like I film. Said, it's a niche, it's very niche, uh, absurdist mm. cinema that it would appeal to, you know, co- like that sort of comedy that's just what, like what the, f- it's random, it's, it very like think, you don't know what's going to happen. I can get why I can get why it wouldn't do well in America, but in in the UK it probably would have done a lot better. Um, UK yeah. comedy um, hinges um, on a lot of awkwardness, which yeah. which is yes. like why it like what I don't know. Yeah, it, it it does work. I do like it. Like the random fucking like face slaps. The the story from Colin about his name, the shit story. It's this just so much <laughs> random humor. I do like random humor, but like some, you know, it has to land, and sometimes sometimes yes. it doesn't land. Yeah. And, but I think they do a really good, like Matt Berry and all of them do a really good job of making a lot of the the random stories land. I think um, things land for different people as well, uh, like. Some people would find this absolutely hilarious all the way through, and all the jokes land. And other people would think this is absolutely fucking stupid. Mm. Like, why? Why? This is puerile and, and ridiculous. And why Ups- would this mimic this into a film? It upsets me that there will be people out there that get angry watching this film. You know. Well, let me tell you, there are some people. I was looking on Letterboxd. Alison M gave this one star. I saw this solely for Aubrey Plaza, and unfortunately, she wasn't able to save this movie. The the writer loved to throw in body-shaming buzzwords throughout the whole entire film. It felt vain, shallow, super self-indulgent, and bro-y. If people really talked and acted... Yeah, if people really talked and acted like this, the planet Earth would have imploded by Mm. now. Vegan alert! Disparaging remarks, because Ad J only likes vegan things. Vegan alert slash points do not count toward the final score of the film. This woman was upset because she didn't understand uh, this kind of comedy. Um... And using vegan and and body like saying you look fat today as like a just a joke, literally just a joke. Yeah, but some people are very like mega sensitive around those kinds of words. You can't say fat; people get very upset. <laughs> but yeah. it's like this poor this poor woman. She wanted to watch an Aubrey Plaza fucking romantic comedy there's been many <laughs> she got this. yeah there's been many times where i've watched a film because i've liked a certain like an actor in it and i'm thinking oh you know yeah I'll, i like this actor i'll give this a watch and it's just bizarre you know up the, yeah. up the realm yeah. of bizarre steven seagal i'm like what the fuck is this shit Ugh, steven seagal anything is what the fuck is this shit <laughs> <laughs> Um, do we have much trivia for this? Because there's not a lot out there. Nope. There's n- pretty much no trivia, except that it was filmed in California. Oh, um, oh that bit. is actually and really uh, surprising. Was... I genuinely would not have guessed that. That does... Uh, Eureka, California. Sarcasm? No, 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 seriously. Yeah. It does not seem like California whatsoever. It feels cool there. It doesn't feel like Cali. No. Yeah, Cali! Like... Sorry. Cali. Um... 
I saw in the credits, Michael St. Michaels was in this film, who was Ronnie in The Greasy yeah. Strangler, the eponymous Greasy Strangler. Well, one of them, but that's a spoiler. Um, he plays Rupert Rumbini. Who the fuck was he in this film? I don't know. Who was that? Who was Rupert Rumbini? When I'm was he in this f- film? I'm trying to figure it out. Like What? Which 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 character was he? I never saw. Do you think he was the guy in the wheelchair? Or did... Oh, maybe it was like a cami. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. Like a little, a tiny little, like little scene. He would have done great in the part of um, Valerie. Oh, I was thinking the manager. Oh, he would have done good on the manager as well. But I think in Valerie, the very similar person to just a weird, loud. Well, I mean, that's a lot of characters in this, actually. Yeah. Um, didn't bring a lot in at the box office. No, no but gee. <laughs> it's, um, I did think that it's... Like, when you think of... A, when you go to the movies, you think of, like, the big, you know, your Transformers, your fucking Avengers. Popcorn movie. You're, you're thinking of, like, the really, really big, big, big movies, right? You're not thinking of mm. something like like this. I can't, Im- I can't imagine this at the cinema. How much did this make at the box office? Like 23000 or something? $23,515. Jesus That's... Christ. Yeah, but it also was on Not like... Not a lot. Is it a... Pr- I don't know. I don't know. It was thrown on Netflix, so... Yeah. Um, n- no idea what the budget was. Um, I think a lot of people just... Probably filmed in a like fucking week. Guild rates. To, to think of the oh the box office for Greasy Strangler was forty five thousand eight hundred seventy eight dollars. It made less this than that. It made less. And this is Aubrey Plaza in it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is just was a passion project. They were like, yeah, I love the Greasy Strangler, and the 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 script is really weird. So yeah, fuck it. I'll. You know. I mean. I guess when it comes to marketing this movie, like with Greasy Strangler, it's, you know, sure, you can have it as like a midnight movie, a weird, spooky, well, maybe spooky isn't the right word, but it's not even a horror movie, really, but it kind of is. Do you know what? I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but I would say it was easier to market than this, and this is like, it's hard to even describe this movie to people. But yeah, it fucking bombed at the box office, did terrible. Yep. It's just a terrible yep. shame. Well, there's also like um, rentals and stuff that you have to take into account. Like, I yeah, guess when it gets I bought hope, on, fuck. you know, Prime Video or whatever. It probably else. made $2,000 on Amazon. Mm. And, and Netflix bought it for 5000 probably. Like, pit, pennies, probably. Yeah, involved. so it, it makes me like, think, like, why do actors do these? movies that are not going to have like such a big payday i guess i guess you can never really tell weird character based things with directors that they want to work with and if they find out that other actors are involved and they want to work with that actor they'll get on board i guess yeah you know it's good to do things like anything like like if somebody comes to you and offers you something that is more fun than what you'd normally be doing, and it's only a month's work, and yeah, you still get paid. 
I suppose, not? yeah. I suppose you're right. More of a fun thing, but then you'd be you'd have to be able to like sustain yourself with not like such yeah. a big paycheck, right? Because I I often think about that kind of stuff when it comes to movies or TV shows, and I know it's like the big stuff going on with the act the 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 strikes with actors and writers and whatever. But it's like, yeah, how much do they get paid if they're spending all this time, you know, with this movie? Yeah, it's interesting. It it's a good thought. I've always wondered. Um, Michael, Michael St. Michaels is on uh, Instagram, by the way, Simon. He says, I'm a journeyman film actor and all-round curmudgeon. <gasps> oh, my God. That's, I'm a curmudgeon. His, you are a curmudgeon. What the fuck? Hashtag but team I, curmudgeon. I, I thought that, that film was, was a, a pretty interesting thing to put in just to make more people watch it. I'm so ah, glad. Fuck you, ve- listeners. <laughs> fuck you, vegans. Fuck, fuck you, you vegans. fat people. I'm so glad you put this on the list. Thank you, Sophie. So I may never have gotten around to watching it. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I'm so glad G didn't absolutely despise no, it. No, I, yeah, I, I do know. like these kinds of films. It's just, um, it had a lot going for it. And I think it was just the certain things within the plot that it made it fall short, I guess, for me, even though it did have a lot of good qualities yeah. to it. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I did. I did like it though. It's, it's fair yeah, enough. I did yeah, like it. But if you, if uh, I do have a couple more recommendations, if you've not seen Lemon, oh, I did um, read about Lemon. Lemon. Lemon is another one of these weird, awkward films, but it's an American one. I really enjoyed that one. Um, it's one that I thought about putting on the list, but again, it's too similar to this one to put it on right now. Mm. But Lemon's a good one, and then you've got Rubber and Mandibles um, by Quentin. Dupieux. Yeah. They're very they're very good. Of course the Greasy Strangler if you're feeling adventurous. But Napoleon Dynamite is is one of those sort of weird, awkward movies. It isn't is, it? yeah. So, it's so mm. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's such a bizarre film, but everyone <laughs> loves that film. Like so many people Eraser Head. <laughs> oh god, Eraser Head. <laughs> this is my son. Um, would this make a good video game? We always ask this. No. Um, no. Greasy Strangler would. Oh my god. Maybe if it was like a fucking, like the stories untold, like you put in commands, because <laughs> they, they felt, these people felt like a text adventure. Yeah, like a text adventure, because they feel like fucking NPCs sometimes. The way that they talk and interact. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, So maybe something like that. But I think I'm just being influenced by that. You're being generous. No, I'm being influenced by that game that I played. The the Untold Stories or whatever it's called. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a maybe from me. Sophie, have you replaced this on your list? Uh, I have my, my other list. You know what I mean? You've got. Have you got another? G's got on a second list to put things onto her list as they mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. Um, Are you going to give us options or? I'm going to roll. We're going to roll for it. Oh! I've got ten options, aren't I? And uh, so we're going to roll, and then we roll overall. We roll, and then roll, roll. We roll rolls. Should we get that dice? Simon, pick up the dice. I'm picking it up. They're not over there. They're over on the other side of oh, the table. They're they're in my budgie smugglers. Oh, we'll get them out. Don't keep them there. Let me just get them out. 
They won't, the they won't roll properly anymore. Oh. Right, I'm gonna roll uh, a d10. It's a three! That's... <laughs> um... What is it? Um... I don't even know whether I want to put this on the list now. Oh no. Go with a two. Go with a two? Oh, okay. This is going to be a weird one. I'm just going to double check that it is available. Oh my fucking I done god. This what the fuck is this? What are you putting on there? Okay, uh, Raw Force. It's a group of martial arts students heading oh. to... <laughs> Heading to an island that is supposedly home to the ghosts of martial artists who have lost their honour. A Hitler lookalike and his gang oh, are running no. a female slavery operation on the island as well. Oh, I know this. Yeah, I know this yeah. film. Okay, so that that's added to the list. And, uh, Kung Fu Cannibals is its other name. Ah. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, oh, that'll be a joy. Raw Force. There's, there's, one, there's one that's been hovering around my brain for a long time that I'm, I might replace something on my list with eventually. Oh. Hovering there. Okay. I think so it's a more accessible G film as well. <laughs> Have we changed anything else on our lists? G? Have you... Uh, I don't remember what's... Moved anything? No. We, we don't remember what's on no, the fucking okay. list anymore. Let me remind you. Uh, my list has My Fair Lady, Heathers, The Brood, Equilibrium, Krull and Iron Sky. G has Ocean's Eleven, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Sea of Love, mm. Alien, The Great Gatsby, and They Live. And Sophie has Labyrinth, The Hidden, Raw Force, Pass <laughs> Through, Beverly Hills Cop 3, and Cemetery Man. Yeah. Uh, we will roll to see what number on our lists. Narrow it down. Or D6. Four. It will be Equilibrium, Alien, <laughs> or Pass Through. Okay, a one or a two will be Equilibrium. Great film. Great film. A three or a four will be Alien. Great film. Great, Great film. film. Great film. <laughs> a five or a six will be Neil Breen. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I woke Brenda up. Sophie has won again. We're watching Pass Through by Neil Breen. Oh, oh I am making you guys suffer. The last so three sorry. movies, right, which we've watched, The Fly gave it 9 out of 10. Jaws gave mm -hmm. it 9 out of 10. Evening with Beverly Loughlin gave it 9 out of 10. I'm not going to be giving Pass Through a 9 out of 10. Are you sure, though? I'm because sure. you might. I'm pretty sure. Fuck! <laughs> Our second Breen film of Yomp. <laughs> Pass Through. Guy from Reddit. Pass Through. You've got to watch Pass Through. Good luck what finding is... it, you fucker. <laughs> what year is Pass Through? Hang on. Go on Neil Breen's website and order the DVD. Buy the DVD. Buy the five-movie um... box set. 2015. Oh, and it's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's on YouTube. Don't worry about it. You can find it on YouTube. People would have uploaded it illegally so that Neil Breen doesn't make any money to fund his future endeavours. Um, They're just trying to stop him. We do not just support stop him. piracy of movies. Um, unless it's Neil Breen. Unless it's Neil Breen. And 
Go ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that TikTok? All right, where it's there's people at uh, Cade the Tortured Crossing, and the it's the end credits, and they're cheering every time Neil Breen's name comes <laughs> up. It's like written by Way, edited by Way, and then the other guy. And they're like, oh. Do they know that the companies with N or B are also him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do. These are these are hardcore Breeners. Oh my god, there's a name for them. Breeners. No, I don't know. I just made it up for okay. that. <laughs> you got the fact me. that it was believable you got it, me. Um, tells you everything, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, it's G-Star Games I feel sorriest for. <laughs> I feel so- Well, actually, no. She, she's, she's had half the picks, and now run and it's run. my turn. We're on a run of Sophie films. Let's go. It's da, my era. Da, 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 da. What the fuck? Let's go, girls. That should be the end of the podcast. <laughs> we need to say, girls. what the fuck? <laughs> Thank uh, you for listening to your... Goodbye. 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 Immediately. 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 Hey everyone, it's G. Thank you so much to the executive producers, our Giga Yompers, supporting us over on the Patreon. Thank you so much to Anki13, Luck33, I'm a Robot. Thank you to Native Blood, Lawrence Thibodeau, Sleepy DIJ, Scott5877, Kyle, and Cornelius Vander. Thank you guys so much for your Giga support. If anyone wants to support us and uh, upgrade to a Giga Yomper tier, uh, that'd be amazing. But we appreciate you all very much. Thank you again for supporting. Catch you next time. Bye.